the Lord's Prayer. Uh, special request from Thelma. <clears throat> Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory Luke 3, 7 through 14. Am I loud enough or should I use a microphone? Okay. Luke 3, 7 through 14. Then said he to the multitude that came forth to be baptized of him, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bring forth therefore fruits worthy of repentance, and begin not to say within yourselves, we have Abraham to our father, for I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children under Abraham. And now also the axe is laid into the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, which bringeth not forth good fruit is honed down and cast into the fire. And this is what I want to get to. And the people asked him, saying, What shall we do then? He answered and said, he that has two coats, let him impart to him that has none, and do the same thing with your food. Then also came to him publicans. What is a publican? It is a person that is an, a contract working for somebody. They're a businessman. They actually set, uh, charge you for working on the building and so forth. A publican is a builder, a worker, um, he actually collects port duties and oversaw building structures. And it says to him, then, says this, I love it. And they came also publicans to be baptized and said, Master, isn't that interesting? They actually acknowledged him as master, which I thought was pretty awesome. What shall we do? And he said, exact no more than that which is appointed you. You know how many times you go out and you get a quote? Don't go in your Mercedes because they're going to charge you more. All right? So they're telling these people not to raise the prices like the gas. All right? Don't raise the prices just because you want more money. And the soldiers, here's number three, the soldiers likewise demanded of him saying, what shall we do? And he said to them, do violence to no man, neither accuse any falsely and be content 
with your wages. Now I'm going to look at three things here. You've got three types of people in this passage. Okay, are you a people? Okay, everybody is addressed in this passage. It says, the people came to him and said, what shall we do? He said, if you have a coat, give it to somebody who has a need. That's what we can do. So I remember years ago, Tom and I would go over to the loaves and fishes in Sacramento, and we would take loads of clothes, and they would just kind of go through them, pick out what they wanted. Well, this lady couldn't find a coat. She wanted a coat badly. It was cold. I had a beautiful coat. It was my coat. Well, I ended up giving her my coat. <clears throat> do you think I wanted that coat later? Absolutely. How many times do we give something away and we go, if I didn't give it away, I would need it. Because every time we give something away, we don't want to because we think we're going to need it. But you know what I think is really interesting? It talks a lot about now, do it now, do it now. I think that's really good. So we as a people can do something. Do you ever see anybody on the street asking for money? And, and what do we do? Well, we drive right past them because we know in the past we've given them in the past, but that's not the same person. What does God want us to do? You know what's interesting? Jesus doesn't ask us much. He just wants us to help each other and love one another. Then he gave instruction specifically to the publicans, specifically to the people, and specifically to the soldiers. And you can find yourself in any of those. So what are we really supposed to be doing? I think we all ask ourselves that question. God, what am I supposed to do now? What are you telling me? Well, first of all, as we talked in Bible study, you better close your mouth a couple of minutes so that you can hear. Okay? We need to listen as well. So I have this little prayer room that I go and sit. And sometimes I don't say anything. I just sit well. But yeah, sometimes I don't say anything. So most of the time I'm just talking and then I'll wait at the end. Okay, do you have something you want to say? Sometimes he does and sometimes he doesn't. And every time he says something, it hits it right on. So, this Bible is full of can-do. Do you believe that? Do you, it tells you what you can and cannot do. All right. What I did that morning was I go, okay, Lord, I'm going to do this. I opened up the Bible, and I went like this, and I pointed. You know what it landed on? Acts 17.10. Acts 17.10. And I thought, God, you're speaking. Of all the scriptures, what is Acts 17.10? And the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night into Berea, whose coming hither went into the synagogue of the Jews. Berea it's where they studied the Bible, the Word of God, and that word Berean comes from Berea. The Lord just told me, study the Word. That's what he said to me. Of course, I read more about it and went on. That's what I can do. That's what you can do. So I want you to do something for me right now. 
I know some of you don't have your Bibles, but you have one in the pocket. Just whoever wants to do this, you don't have to. I want you to, because again, the Bible is full. Now, I don't do it by chance. There's no chance. Remember, I talked about that last time. Everything is orchestrated. This is the Holy Spirit told me to just do this. Open your Bibles and point. Okay, so I'm doing this right now. I'm just going to tell you, I opened up on Isaiah 6. And wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times. I can do that. And strength of salvation, the fear of the Lord is his treasure. So then I'll meditate on that. What is it that you're telling me, Lord? You know, we can read the Bible through, absolutely. But sometimes we need a nugget. Sometimes we need something that we can just grab in that moment. And God knows exactly what you need before you even ask. So when you have a moment and you're driving down, not driving down the road, when you're at home, open the word and just say, what are you telling me today? Sometimes it works. Sometimes it says Jesus wept. Okay, so sometimes it depends on what the Lord is trying to speak to you about. But everything in the word is about what we can do. I don't see anywhere where God says no. I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. It says his, all his promises are yes and amen. Because he says, whatever you ask, it shall be given. Uh, are you waiting for the given part? Or are you doing it in your own timing and own way? And you're thwarting God's <coughs> ending. He says he's going to give it to you eventually. That's why we have patience and long-suffering and all those things to help us wait, wait on the Lord. So the other day I came to Butch. I was outside. I had to talk to somebody about the situation. And I told him what happened. He goes, sounds to me like you're just going to have to wait. And he's right. I waited a couple of days. And this person responded. I didn't even have to lift a finger. Thank you much. Good wisdom. So I did wait. Sometimes we're to do something. That's the thing. How do we know when we're supposed to do it? How do we know when we're supposed to wait? That's between you and God. I'm going to read Luke 6.20. Now I've been studying in the book of Luke. That's why I'm bringing a lot of Luke up right now. All right, I mean, Luke is amazing. Luke 6.20 are the blessings that Jesus imparts to the people. But did you also realize that he also imparted woes? Wow. Listen to this. Luke 6.20. And he lifted up his eyes on his disciples and said, Blessed are the poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. <clears throat> Sorry. Blessed are you that hunger now, for you shall be filled. This is that now I'm talking about from before. Maybe you've got a family member or somebody in this church that has a need. Help them out a little bit. Give them what you have. Blessed are you that hunger now, for you shall be filled. Blessed are you that weep now, for you shall laugh. Blessed are you when men shall hate you. And when they shall separate you from their company and reproach you and cast your name as evil <clears throat> for the son of man's sake, rejoice in that day and leap for joy. For behold, your reward is great in heaven. For in the like manner did their fathers unto the prophets. Here's the woe. I don't know if you've ever read this. 
But woe unto you that are rich, for you have received your reward or consolation. Woe unto you that are full, for you shall hunger. Woe unto you that laugh now, for you shall mourn and weep. And this is what God spoke to me in volumes. Woe unto you when all men shall speak well of you. For so did their fathers to the false prophets. I'm going to give somebody hope today. If you think somebody's talking about you, go, woohoo, hallelujah, I'm right in there with Jesus. If they're starting to talk really nice about you all the time, wonderful flowers, I would question who's speaking. Because I, I all this, this last two or three weeks, there have been stuff that have been said behind the scenes. And you know, you know, you know when things are being done behind the scenes. And I said, you know, woe to me when all men shall speak well of me. Praise God they don't. Hallelujah. There are some that do. And I'm praising God for, for you who have encouraged me and, and have loved me through this whole year. Do you believe I've been here a year coming up next month? We are to hide this word in our heart so that we don't sin against the Lord. I was downstairs working in the basement and I had a bunch of stuff. I have a lot of stuff. <clears throat> so this fell on the ground and I... And it, I've never even opened it and read it. It's just, you know, one of those things you get in the mail. It's just sitting on the ground. I come into the house and I go, Tom, I can't believe God. I mean, I can, but I mean, look what he did now. How to treat your pastor. I'm here thinking about continuing being pastor. Because, you know, not only are you voting for me, on, in July, but I need to vote for me. Do I want to remain? How to treat your pastor. I am going to read this because you can do whatever you want with it. Years ago, there was, it's very short. Years ago, there was trouble in a certain church over the young pastor. We can replace it with a woman pastor. Many members insisted upon his leaving. His few ardent friends insisted upon his remaining. The case was critical. Finally, two prominent gentlemen called the congregation together. It is true that our pastor is not a great man, they said. He doesn't preach eloquent sermons, but we all know that he's a good person and that he's doing everything he knows to promote our spiritual interests. So let's all agree to bear with him, and instead of talking him down, let us go out from this meeting resolved to talk him up. The congregation accepted the advice, and what's the result? The pastor remained in that church for nearly half a century, and his ministry was remarkably successful to the close. Many people talk their minister down. They discount all his doings. They misunderstand his plainest sayings. They credit him with unworthy motives, an angel from heaven couldn't succeed under these conditions. That's unwise, it's unfair, and it's wrong. How much better to talk up your pastor? And has a little quote, it says, pastors are human. They make mistakes. What's the, the solution to this problem? And you know what that is, what we can do? Pray for your pastor. 
Pray for Butch. Pray for Greg. Pray for Ron. Pray for Tom. Pray for Ephemio. Pray for Larry. Pray for those people who are leading you into the presence of God. Hazel, Sally, people who are wanting to serve God with their whole heart, soul, and mind, and strength, and bring you into his presence. That's what we can do. Is that easy? Is that a simple message? We were singing earlier about making melody to the Lord. Sing. We prayed earlier this morning, and I love when Ephemio got up and just praised the Lord and worshipped him. And that's what we need to do. We want to be able to do what we need to do. Like even Butch said, we just do what God tells you to do. How hard is that? You know why? Tom and I were talking about it, and it says, because... It might cost you your reputation and cause rejection. We don't want to be rejected. We want everybody to be nice and lovely and all the people like you. But go back to that Luke 6.26 and remember, it says, Woe to you when people speak good of you. I'll tell you why. You remember that scripture that talks about don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing? And behind closed doors, God knows what you're doing. He will raise you up. If somebody else sees a lot of what you're doing, we might be careful with that. Me included. The Bible tells us to love one another. Speak the truth to one another. I, again, I was talking to Tom about that. I talked to him a lot. A lot. That's good. Isn't that good to talk to your husband and your spouse? Uh, and I asked him about truth. He goes, yeah. You speak the truth, Linda. Uh, are you sure you want to say that? I had sent somebody an email. He goes, did you already send that? I go, yeah. He goes, okay, it is the truth. I said, okay. But I'll tell you what, the truth made me free and that person free because I knew that they were mature enough to receive truth. And if I was wrong, I said, hey, if I'm wrong, please let me know. Okay? So it was really, it was really good to know that I, I could do something. I can speak the truth. I hope that you know that I speak the truth. I tell on myself all the time. Luke 6, 43 through 49 is another part of Luke that I just think is amazing. Luke 6. 43 through 49. We talked a little bit earlier about the, the tree that's going to be hewn down, that doesn't bear fruit. It says, For a good tree brings forth not forth corrupt fruit, neither doth a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. For every tree is known by his own fruit. I will know you by what you do what you say and how you act. I will know a little bit. That's just discerning. But what do we do? Do we go on Facebook and tell everybody about it? No. It's for you and you alone to know so that you can go to God in prayer about it. You know what? I think we see each other's weaknesses and frailties so that we see ours. When we see others going through something, we go, wow, man, I wish they never would have done that. I wish they would have never done that. And then turn around, and now you can say that to yourself. I wish I wouldn't have done that. Because the very things that we judge others for, we do ourselves. So the Bible is full of 
what we are to be doing. The problem is we don't want to wait. We want to get ahead of God, just like Abraham and Sarah did, just like some of those others in the Bible. They got ahead. Well, let me help you, God. Matter of fact, I think the, one of the oaths is, so help me, God. But we go, we turn it around, let me help you, God. And I think Butch even brought it up a couple of times that we're always trying to help God out. Kenny Rogers had it right when he said, know when to hold them, know when to fold them, and know when to walk away. It's that song we did, One Day at a Time. Know when God is telling you to go. Know when he's telling you to stay. Know when he's telling you to believe. Those are three areas we need discernment in. It may cost us something, some time, money, effort, and get this one, self. Ooh, it might cost us something. Matthew 7.23 is a scripture, and I'm going to be closing here. Matthew 7.23, uh, it talks about, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. There's a lot of people that are afraid of that scripture. But you know what he's really saying? He's not, he's not saying he doesn't know you. He knows everybody. But what he's saying is, I don't recognize your character and your nature. It's not like Jesus. So we have to say, Lord, am I like Jesus today? When you hear me talk and share what's going on and God is teaching me, it's because I'm following the master and an example is all I am for you to follow the master. So even though I'm an example of things going on and God has used me in many ways, look past me and see Jesus. Look through me and see Jesus, okay? Don't just stop here at Linda. Don't just stop here at Tom. We're failing. We're going we're gonna to fail you. I will fail you. I will say something that I should not have said. I will hurt you, and I won't mean to. But if you look past that, you will see Jesus. That's the only reason why I'm standing here. It's because... Because I love God. I love, I love coming here and listening to the Bible study. I love coming and hanging out in the yard. I love being around all the people here and coming on Thursdays to sing and hanging out at the food pantry. And we prayed earlier today, and I know the power of God is in here because we prayed that his power would be here today. And everything that I say, I said, Lord, let it just be from you, your throne of grace, not what I want to say, but what you want to say. And what he's telling you is that he sees you. He's telling you that he sees you today. He knows your nature and your character because you desire him. We're not perfect. We're going to mess up. But you have a desire to serve the Lord and he sees you. Do not fear that scripture. He will not say that to you because he knows your nature and your character mimics Jesus. That's what we can do. The Bible tells us 
In one area it says, what is the work we're to do? The disciples asked Jesus, and he said this, the work you're to do is to believe. <laughs> okay, what's so hard about that? Do what God has told you to do. And you will walk like Abram did in a land and not be attacked by those in the land. You will be protected and you will be covered because of your faith and your honor that you give to God and not to man. Let people speak about you. Hallelujah. I'm right in there with the saints before me. The Holy Spirit gave me this quote. When we read the word, it hides it in our heart. Then we will do the word. How many times when you need the Holy Spirit to speak to you, all of a sudden it wells up in you what you need to know in that moment. Why? Because you read the word somewhere and it brings it up. Everything that I do, I believe, comes out of the word. Now I'll close with this little story. In 1977, I began my journey, and through hours and hours of study, ministry, meditation, and having relationships, come and go, here I am. I didn't know where I was going to end up. We ask our children at 12, what do you want to be when you grow up? How many here became what you wanted to be when you grew up? Not me. I, this isn't where I was going to think I was going to be. I wanted a white picket fence with a couple of cats and a marriage. That's all I wanted. I wanted the wifey thing. I never once thought about becoming a leader of any kind, shape, or form. But God loves adventures. The whole Bible is full of adventures. Today we're no different. It's so fun to know God. You can't be bored if you know God. I have a friend that would say, I'm so bored. I can't believe, I, that word isn't even in my vocabulary. There's no time to be bored. Not be bored because with God all things are possible and the great things that God has for us is so amazing. If we would just do what he says. Just put a melody in your heart if you can't do anything else. And he's going to do something miraculous through that melody in your heart. Maybe he'll give you a singing voice. Maybe something will happen because of that melody in your heart. AA has a prayer. Lord, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Courage to, cha to change the things that I can and wisdom to know the difference. That's all we're saying here today. Take everything before God and say, Lord, do I sit, hold them, fold them, or walk away? Show me, Lord. Father, thank you for your love and your, and your power and your presence this morning. Father, I'm asking that you would minister to every heart. Let them know that you see them. That you see their heart. You see their struggles. You see their pain. And Father, you want to replace it with your joy and your, your peace and fearlessness. 
and courage and boldness. Lord, I thank you for giving them discernment, courage, wisdom, and understanding that we can trust you in all things. Help us to hear from you, read the word, and simply do what it says at the cost of losing our friends, our reputation, because, Lord, it's about you and our relationship with you, not man. And you say that if we serve you this way, you will cover us. And I believe that means restoring that which was lost. So I praise you in Jesus' name for your goodness, for your glory, and your grace. Amen and amen.